Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to another episode of the Two Minute Warning Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation, your host, Dave Sturgeo, and of course, two of the primo premier writers of bloggingtheboys.com, Aiden Davis, Tony Catalina. Fellas, how are we feeling? It's been now a couple days. The, the win over the Giants is marinating. We talked already on Tuesday on the on the round table, in which again, I feel like I feel like every week you guys gang up on me. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm like the eel or something. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm just in a, in a minority with a lot of my opinions and takes, but how are you guys feeling? Uh, Aiden, we'll start with you. Are you a little bit less concerned about the offensive woes that we've been experiencing, or do you say, like, eh, it's the Giants, we should have did a little more? Yeah, I know on the roundtable, it, it seemed like I was really pessimistic about this team, but after, I mean, I am really happy with how the team's playing right now. The defense has looked world-class, and I'm, Obviously, we're all optimistic about that. And as I think about it a little bit more, I mean, the offense hasn't looked great, but from what I've seen, from what I've seen, the offense looks significantly better in the first half than it does the second half. So I'm hoping part of that is Kellen Moore maybe holding back a little bit in the second half, playing a conservative, just playing to win, and then you, I don't know, and then you get out of there with a 15, 10 point victory. Don't show too much of your offense. So. I'm feeling a little bit better, still a little bit to be desired from the offensive side, but overall pretty good. Tony, did you by any chance get to check out Amari Cooper's interview uh, with the media that went down on Thursday? I did. I, I saw him um, saying that they weren't really running any cover two beaters and he was hoping to get the football a little bit more. So for, for a reserved, quiet guy, I think that was the, the most eye-opening thing we've heard from Amari in a while. Now, with Amari's words, do you think there's some merit to it? Do you think that, you know, Kellen Moore is, you know, kind of proverbial dropping the ball on his offense? I mean, a lot of people, you know, I put out a tweet and I said, I think Kellen Moore's favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla at this point. You know what I mean? Like, it's just <laughs> been there's a lot of people that have this this theory or this notion that all of a sudden maybe he's literally holding his plays back until it, when it counts. Like, and that to me, that's like that's nuts. If you think about it, you know, like I don't think. In the NFL, you can do that. You know what I mean? You can't <clears throat> you can't mess around with these games that you have to win. So, like, I, do you feel like there's any ground? Like, does, is Amari Cooper kind of right in a way? You know, for me, I look at it with the Kellen Moore situation, it being, you know, I, I think it's as crazy as it sounds. I mean, I can honestly see a situation here where he's kind of, He's peeling back the the you know the offensive playbook a little bit only because I think he's thinking big picture. Now I think it's a super confident, cocky move to be able to do things like that. Um, because let let's just 
you know, look at it and break it down how we know. I mean, Kellen Moore didn't go from boy wonder to all of a sudden doesn't know how to call an offense in, in a matter of a bye week, right? Um, there is some merit to the fact that maybe uh, we, we laughed at Vic Vangio and, and said like, oh, you know, we got the book on these guys. But I, I think there may be something involved that, you know, maybe they found a, a, a defense to attack this team. But also in the same merit, I, I do think that there are some things in different packages and different things they're not showing because they do want to unveil some certain things and understand that we've been in closer games than we probably should have and understand that some of these play callers have been head scratchers. But I could honestly plausibly see a situation where Kellen Moore maybe is keeping a couple of tricks up his sleeve. So it's 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 interesting because, you know, we are th- three and oh in december and we are kind of rolling but there was a little hairy point in time then the offense isn't a hundred percent so it, it's a, he's he's walking a fine line here aiden now uh you know that coinciding with the offense of the way it's been playing as of late with it you know according to you it's since the bye you know what i mean so it's a long time since we've seen any kind of offensive outburst now people could blame that on kellen moore people can blame that on Dak prescott but that has to do a lot with like who was selected for the Pro Bowl. You know, the Pro Bowl comes out, right? And not one skill player on the Cowboys offense has been elected to go. You know, you got the big hosses in there. You knew, you knew, it's a testament to how good Tyron Smith is. He's missed so much time and he's still a Pro Bowler, which is nuts. Zach Martin, one of the best guards in football, if not the best guard in football, right? Well, those are warranted. Then you have, you flip it over and you get like Captain Obvious, which is Micah Parsons and Captain Obvious, co-Captain Obvious. You got Trayvon Diggs. Those guys are making a team regardless, right? And then you got, of of all people, punters are people too, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Anger gets, and that's the feather (laughs) in the cap of Bones Fossil of how good he's played. But like, is it a testament to show you that like, we don't have any skill position Pro Bowl players? Like, do you think that anybody like, I don't know, Dak, maybe not Zeke, but like, Cooper, Lamb, those guys, Schultz even. I think Schultz may have gotten a little bit of a snub. I don't know. What, what do you think about the Pro Bowl uh, of, of the lack of the Cowboys offense? No, I think it's the exact opposite. I don't think it's we don't have a skill position that's deserved deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. I think we have so many Pro Bowl level talent that they kind of eat away at each other's production. Like you have to like get one, like one ball to go yeah, around you, type thing. Yeah, exactly. There's too many cooks like if Ezekiel Elliott was the lone back in the backfield, I do think he'd make a Pro Bowl probably based off, maybe not based off what we've seen lately, but he's good enough to make a Pro Bowl. We've seen it before. Tony Pollard, I think, would have made the Pro Bowl if he was the only back the Cowboys had. And then, yeah, with Dak, he he only has one ball to throw on every play. So Amari's going to get his passes. CD's going to get his passes. Schultz has been getting his passes. And then you throw the occasional deep ball to Gallup. I think... Outside of Gallup, all three of those guys, if they were the only piece in this offense, would make the Pro Bowl. And it's just an issue of you have so many guys that you're none of them are going to put up the Pro Bowl-level stats, but they all have Pro Bowl-level talent. Tony, you've seen the Pro Bowl roster. Obviously, Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs on the defensive side of the ball. The defensive obviously have balled out completely. Do you feel like there's been any snubs on the defensive side of the ball that should have been there? Uh, or are we getting too greedy when we say we already have two guys? You know, I, I, me and uh, RJ touched on it on a little special version of the round table last night, which would have been uh, Wednesday night. And I was banging on the table for Randy Gregory. I think um, just his impact and how he's, you know, 
came out and played. This has by far been his best season. And, um, you know, without Demarcus Lawrence there, he was the guy. He was the pass rush. And then, you know, we figured out that Michael Parsons, oh, he ain't too bad himself at this. So, um, but Randy Gregory has been, you know, the heart, the soul, the humor, the effort of this defense. I think him and, you know, look at the the relationship he has with Terrell Basham. Like, he's just a likable guy. I think the team just feeds off of his energy. I'm pretty sure he's the one that got the whole bing bong thing working on them with the whole um, team doing that. So, but yeah, just beyond rooting for the guy as a human, his play warranted it. And I know he's got listed as an alternate. And, you know, the way the Pro Bowl goes, that pretty much means, you know, with somebody dropping out, he's going to get in and he's ended up playing in that game. Winling, hopefully we're in the Super Bowl and nobody's playing in this game. But I think Randy Gregory probably deserved this year if you had to throw one more person because I don't know. I mean, maybe you guys feel differently. I just didn't see anybody else that probably could have warranted it. But I think I could have made a real case for Randy Gregory. Uh, I mean, probably split season, I would say Jalen Smith deserves to be a, uh, a, a, a Pro Bowl, <laughs> at the very least. Uh, that, sort of, that tweet got a little traction, I think, over on the old yeah. social media on the Twitterverse. <laughs> Um, you know, when you look at this defense, it has been gelling together. It's been really, really fun to watch. Uh, Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons obviously get their nods, and, and rightfully so. Um, defensive tackles, I would say no, you know, just because of the inconsistent, you know, bodies that have been in there. Um, as far as the linebacking core, LVE's had himself eh, not a, a year to forget, to be honest with you. I mean, yes, he played relatively well. Um, the rest of the secondary, I would say. Not really. I mean, maybe maybe a case for curse. I don't know. Maybe, you know, a KZ kind of thing. Maybe. But, like, I wouldn't – again, if you have to say maybe in the NFL with the amount of talent that's on, around the league, you know, then then obviously they're not they're not worthy of getting in. Uh, Greg Zerline should have donated uh, to the Pro Bowl saying, like, you know, just, I don't know, <laughs> foundation or something like that on, on how not to make the Pro Bowl. Um, but, again, I don't mean to, to bash players. In fact, guys, I don't even know why I was so remiss to say this. As people are listening to this, Merry Christmas. <laughs> like, I know this is, it's coming out on Saturday. <laughs> it's Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas to my my uh, my amigos over here over on the uh, Two Minute Warning Podcast. They're going to open this up. Uh, <laughs> they're going to open this up with all your presents. So, hey, listen, yeah, Merry Christmas, go. everybody. I mean, this it's is our gift, gift to you. The gift that keeps on giving, folks, kind of like the Jelly of the Month Club. And I can't believe RJ has not seen um, Christmas Vacation at all. Uh, he, he's just a very odd fella. He really is like no penny vodka, no Christmas vacation. I feel like he's just been sheltered. I don't know. That's just, you know, that's just me. But <laughs> you have uh look before you knew it, we felt that week 15 lasted about 38 days. That's what it felt like. Right. We had so much football Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday football, which is great if you're a fan. Um, but then like you have one day of rest and here we are, you know, as we record this, it's about to be Thursday night football and the and the Titans are about to take on the 49ers, which doesn't really have any implications with us other than the fact that maybe the 49ers could be a first round opponent. You never know. But there's a lot of stuff going on as far as the Cowboys are concerned. Now, they're sitting there at 10 and four. Um, it seems to me that things are kind of wrapped up. Right. But nothing official. Everybody thought uh, everybody was watching on Tuesday when the roundtable, everybody came on to the roundtable discussion at least the, the fans and the viewers did. And they're like, okay, cool. Are we division champs? And we're like, nah, like, hold, hold on, you know, pump the brakes. Uh, and again, the weirdest of scenarios had the Cowboys winning the division, had the Eagles and the Washington football team tie, uh, which we knew wasn't going to happen. Uh, that happens like once in a blue moon. So uh, Aiden, I know we gave you the responsibility to get involved on the playoff scenarios. And I know that, 
the Dallas Cowboys lining up on Sunday night football. Aiden, is there a possibility we win the NFC East without playing Sunday night football? Yeah, I'm going to the game on Sunday. So the entire time I was kind of selfishly rooting that the game would be a clincher, that us winning would mean we won the division. I don't think that's going to happen because there are so many things that are working in the Cowboys clinching favor this weekend. So obviously the most obvious Cowboys beat the football team, but that's Sunday night, as we talked about. So the Cowboys, the Eagles could conceivably lose to the Giants and that would clinch us the division but considering yeah, that, i don't see that happening yeah <laughs> the eagles are 10 point favorites in that one so i wouldn't expect that but what's likely to happen is that 1.5 combined wins from these teams needs to happen so you're essentially looking at two two of these teams needs to win on sunday for the cowboys to clinch that's the raiders over denver raiders a one raiders are a one point dog in that one jaguars over the jets uh, that's a pick em game. The Chargers over the Texans. Chargers are 10-point favorites in that one, so we should expect a Chargers win. Patriots over Buffalo. Patriots are 2.5-point favorites in that one. The Vikings over the Rams. Vikings are 3-point underdogs. And then we want the Falcons over the Lions. Falcons are favored by 6. And so there's just four of those teams are favored or they have a pick em game. You need two of those teams to win. Five out of six of those games or yeah, five out of six of those games are at the 12 o'clock window. And so I think almost assuredly the Cowboys will have already clinched the division going into Sunday night. Obviously, we'll see what, hap what happens, but Cowboys will have this division wrapped. Yeah, there was a bunch of AFC games in there. I mean, to the casual fan, and I'm not saying I'm a casual fan by any stretch, but I'm thinking this has everything to do with strength of victory, strength of team or whatever the hell. Like, what's that? What, 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 why the AFC teams tell the, tell the other listeners without indirectly telling me, uh, why this actually pans out the way it pans out. Yeah. So the NFL, their tiebreakers go down. There's a laundry list of things that they use to break tiebreakers. And one of the first things on the list after a conference record, yeah, sorry, division record is strength of victory, meaning the teams that you beat, what's their combined record versus the teams that in this case, the Eagles have beaten. And so that's what this, that's what this is, is we're rooting for the Patriots to win because we beat the Patriots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's weird, but this is what we're rooting for. This is the Sound scenario right now. Sounds very silly. Yes or no, uh, Tony, are the Cowboys, the NFC East champions going into Sunday night? Um, I think there's a 95% chance. I think that's a, there's a real good chance we could play Sunday night football a little more relaxed than we were, but then focused on seeding at that point. Yeah. Because I mean, the way I look around the NFL, like the Cardinals have a good chance to lose again. You know what I mean? So Tampa Bay is absolutely like snake bitten with either COVID or injuries or something like, you know, they're getting beat up. The Packers are the Packers. I expect them to win. Um, you know, you know, actually, you know what? They might not win either. You know what I mean? So, and, and it's funny as we record this and as you listen to this, if you're listening to this on a, that is the Christmas night game. So people will be tuning in to see the Browns do work and hopefully Miles Garrett gets to Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Um, but there's a chance, like, Aiden, are you surprised that at the end of the day, you know, we're going into week 16? And, and for weeks, we were like, yeah, the four is fine. The four is cool. The four is what the four is where we're going to be. Are you surprised we kind of moonwalked and sleptwalk at the same time into the two? 
I mean, I am surprised we're in the situation by right now, but I shouldn't be because the NFL this season is just a complete mess in that you think one team's good. And then, for example, we thought the Cardinals were good. I'm maybe not you, Sturge, but we thought the Cardinals were okay for a while. And then they go out and lose to the Lions. And it, this is just a weird season where every time you think a team and team is gaining traction, they end up losing to a team they had no business losing to. And so it's the way the NFL is this year. I'm surprised we're the two seed right now, but with the way the NFL has gone, I shouldn't be. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Aiden, now, I mean, uh, now I'll go back to Tony here. Um, obviously, Aiden just laid it all out, right? And, and there's a, and you say there's a 95% chance of us being the division champions going into Sunday night against the Washington football team. The question I have, and we'll all answer this, I'll give my opinion after you guys give it. I'll start with you, Tony. Are you resting anybody They knowing things are locked up for the next three weeks? We are already division champions. We are guaranteed a home game in that first round. We are guaranteed the four seed at the very least. Are you resting anybody? I'm not resting anybody prior to the Arizona game. For me, I, I'm playing this one through. I'm playing the Arizona game through for what that playoff seeding implication is. And depending on how that Arizona game goes, right? If we win, maybe it puts us in a situation that we want to be in. If we lose, maybe it puts us in a situation where we can't reach somebody. But I think the magic number is that the Philadelphia Eagles game is the game that we, uh, you know, to end the year where we might give the, the de facto buy if we don't earn it already. So that's first and foremost where I'm starting and ending the resting anybody. Aiden, how do you feel about this, bro? Yeah. So the odds I listed are according to DraftKings Sportsbook as of Thursday, so they could change. But from what we're seeing, Cowboys will have the division cleansed by Sunday. So I'm sure Mike McCarthy's already thinking about this. The, I agree with Tonio. The only one I'd remotely consider benching would be maybe Ezekiel Elliott. If he truly is, banged up and he's still feeling the effects. I know he came out with a quote today saying that before he started wearing the leg brace, every time he got tackled, it felt like his knee was popping out of place. And so if he is feeling like if he's st still feeling those effects, let him take a few games off and get right for playoffs because he will be much more valuable to us in playoffs compared to injured playing in playoffs. And so, but that again, I agree with Tony. At this point, I'm focusing on seeding. I'm treating it like these are still must win games. That if you can get that two seed and avoid playing either the Rams or the Niners, that's huge. And so that's the way I take it right now.
Yeah, I'm I'm going to go based off of what I heard from Mike McCarthy after the win against the Giants. Like after that, he went into the locker room. He said, look, you know, the next goal, we all know where our goal is. It's let's get that number one seed. So obviously these guys are playing to win the games and there's no money. You sound like Herm Edwards with that one. But like that's exactly what it's, what's happening right now. The Cowboys are going to have to play to win these games and to put themselves in a position where, you know, they won't have to worry about going into Green Bay round two. You know what I mean? Like, if that's going to happen, maybe it's the conference championship instead, and we go into unfamiliar territory and where we haven't been in one of those games since 1995. You know what I mean? So it's been a long, long time uh, since we've even gotten that far. So in my opinion, I say keep the, you know, the pedal to the metal and get this done. You know, get it done um, and, and get yourself either a two seed or, again, Things can roll, man. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are hurting right now. We just said that. Uh, the, the Green Bay Packers, all they got to do is trip up once. You know what I mean? They have to trip up once, and it could happen this week. So we can also go into Sunday night, not only knowing we're going to win the division, but knowing that we could jump to the one seed. You know what I mean? Like, we can jump to the one seed with a win on Sunday night if the Packers trip up. So these are things that we've all, you know, as long as there's ties involved with four, or more, like three or more teams, we're good to go. You know, we we already know that we're, you know, we lost the head-to-head to the to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We we know that already. But if you stack them up three ways, four ways, the Cowboys, with everything you just said about the division, uh, Aiden, we, we would be the one seed. You know what I mean? So this is something that I've been predicting or at least banking on for weeks now, saying that we'd at least be in this conversation. Things looked really, really gray and gloomy, you know? So now we ripped off three straight and in come the Washington football team as we shift over to that game uh, in particular. Now, look. Whether it's necessary or not to have, uh, based off of everything that happens on Saturday and Sunday, Aiden, we just saw these guys, right? We we just saw them. So how do you feel going into this one? We're now two weeks removed from basically handling, you know, handling our business out there outside of a couple nasty mistakes at the end of the uh, end of that game that made it a lot closer on the scoreboard and in the stat sheet than it really was. Do you think now two weeks later we're in an even better team and we're in a better situation to face? The return of uh, Taylor Heineke's coming back, right? We just faced him. We knocked him out for about a play and a half where Kyle Allen came in. And right away, my, you know, of course, my uh, oh so confident self said uh, Kyle Allen was going to beat us uh, just because, you know, just that the way things go when you're a Cowboys fan, you just expect that kind of crap. Um, but going into this one, it's two weeks later. How do the Cowboys match up against the Washington football team now that they got some of their guys back off that COVID list? Yeah, I think. Just with the defense alone, I think we match up great with Washington. I mean, obviously, they're going to do things different than they did two weeks ago because they have learned from it. They saw Taylor Heineke spend the entire game on the ground, and surely they're going to do some things to change it up. But the Giants tried to change it up against the Cowboys in Week 15. Mike Lennon had the seventh fastest time to throw because he was worried about the defensive line getting home. Cowboys didn't get any sacks, but they forced three interceptions because when you have to throw quickly, you have to be an accurate and highly um, deductive quarterback to get through your reads that quickly. And as well as Taylor Heineke has played, he's not that quarterback. So I think we play well, no matter what their game plan is, our defense should be able to shut them down. I'm, I have the utmost faith that this game's going to go very similar to how it did in week 14. All right, and you're in the house for that, so hopefully we get a dub there. Tony, now going into this one, I, I beg the same question. How do you feel? I mean, you have some blood and lineage in the Washington football team, right? I mean, this is the team. This is the squad that you know your bro played for, and like 
Do you, do you think we line up one more time and just beat them up? Because, look, Danny, I, th- I think it was Danny Phantom who or Dan Rogers who put this in the, the, the Slack, the group chat or whatever, and I, it blew me away. The Cowboys have never finished 6-0 and in the NFC East, ever. So be, that is yeah. that alarming? So it is alarming. I mean, I think he, yeah, to touch even more further, the last time they actually ever did it was when there was five teams in the division. So in this like modern era of how the NFC East is configured, it's never happened. So that's wow. pretty crazy. And as far as my confidence level, I mean, we look at it, right? They're going to have Montez swept back. They're going to have, you know, and, and you know, I always say this about teams. The most dangerous team is the team that has nothing to play for. I don't care what they tell you. Like, they're going to go out there and fourth downs are going to be, you know, fun coupons to them. So it's one of those things where, like, they got nothing to lose. They might as well just go out there and try to, you know, ruin the Cowboys' day, whatever the case may be. But ultimately, I, I say all that to say the Cowboys are a vastly superior team. Dak knows the way he finished that game was not acceptable. And I think that, you know, internal motivation, the Cowboys are going to play better, you know, more of, you know, as we record this on Thursday night, um, Antonio Gibson hasn't practiced all week either. And I think he's there, you know, besides Terry McLaurin, he's their biggest weapon. If he's not out there, you know, I, I believe JD McKissick been put on IR as well. So, I mean, they're going to have some offensive weapons. They're going to, that are going to struggle. I mean, plain and simple, Trayvon Diggs put the clamps on, on Terry McLaurin again. So that might be a nice little um, battle that they have there, but yeah, they just don't have the horses that we do and they don't have, you know, big picture goals like this, this Cowboys team does. So I, I, I feel, and I know in the home crowd, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fired up. Aiden's going to get everything going and the Cowboys going to win this football game. The Washington football team are downloading this podcast right now and are going to be printing out all of our sound clips for all the bulletin board material they need. You know, you say they have nothing to play for, but the way I look at the Washington football team is, and and if they're coached the way I think they're coached, you know, the NFC is a, is a fickle, fickle thing. I think nine and eight gets you in the playoffs this year. So I think that these guys being that they're six and eight, they think if they went out, they're getting in. So I don't know if there's a whole, nothing to play for thing. I think they have the motivation to play and try to play up to the Cowboys because lo and behold, you're going to be looking at that seven seed. Uh, go ahead. What? No, I'm just saying, I, I I understand. I speak for what you're saying, like the nothing to play with. I feel like they feel debilitated because they really needed that Philadelphia Eagles game. You know what I mean? So yeah, statistically there's things to play for, but you know, human element comes into the fact that they might just be a defeated team. Yeah, I, I listen. I I wholeheartedly agree, and I think that that's the the recipe for a Dallas Cowboys su- uh, a successful game. Um, for me, it's I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for this offense to get going again. And you know, we it's been three games on the road um, against three okay defenses. I don't want to give too much credit to the Giants. I do want to give give credit to the wins and, and how freaking cold it was out there so i don't know if those guys are feeling it too but i sure as heck was from my seat uh it took me like three days to thaw out um but now you get back home controlled environment i think this could be the game that we're all waiting for for this cowboys offense to explode um and i guess overall you know this is gonna put i don't know aiden i'll ask you because i'm tired of answering myself you know what i'm saying like as far as like every the cowboys do something good there's always say but it was against this team what are the cowboys sunday night for all these critics to say like okay you know let's pump the brakes here the cowboys might be back it's yeah it's tough because once again it's if Dak comes out if the offense comes out and has an explosion 
explosive game against the football team, then everybody's going to say, well, it's a football team. Of course, the defense has been allowing yards at will. So I think, I don't know. I don't think there's a ton that the Cowboys could do to for them to solidify their positions. They're back. This offense is set. Let's, let's go come January. They're going to be right back to where they were before the bye week. But what I will say is I would love for the offense to gain momentum before the Cardinals game, at least like, and this has to be affecting Dak a little bit. He has to be in his head a little bit about this, especially with people straight up asking him, are you in a slump? And so I'd like Dak to just come out, look solid. And then, so when the Cardinals game comes once again at home, Dak says, well, I did it last week. Let's come out and let's just expose the Cardinals again. And that's when people can feel like, well, yep, this offense is back because they just destroyed the Cardinals. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, now, there's multiple levels to what I want to do now. I want I want to make the we can consider this the two minute warning, but like this is our play right before the two minute warning, meaning the clock's going to stop regardless. Right. So, Tony, I want a prediction. I want to score. But then on top of that, with this game, the way it plays out, however you think is going to play it out. I want the Cowboys 2021 record. If they beat the Washington football team, what are they going to do? And look, we're going to make predictions as we go because obviously the Cardinals come up. We're going to make our own prediction for that. Same thing with the with the Eagles. But the gut feeling, if you get this win this week, right, what does that do for the team's confidence going forward? So what's this? Are we going to win? And what are we finishing? And with that record, what's the seeding? I know there's multiple levels to this, but like I said, don't worry about it. The clock stops after you're done. So go ahead. <laughs> All right. So let's figure Let's hit the the final point here of this week for me. I'm going to say the Cowboys come out. The offense gets a little humming, a little bit better, a little cleaner than the last time. I think the defense um, plays well, but you know what? I, you know, sometimes teams put drives together. So lock me in for 30 to 17. The Cowboys win. Um, I think the, you know, I, I could see 30 points within reach. And I, and I feel like this is the game. I don't care if it was the bad news bears, the little giants, the offense needs to get rolling here. So it doesn't matter to me exactly who, who they play. Um, this will be the game that kind of gets us back on track, which brings me to my next point where I think they beat Arizona. I think Arizona is a beatable team. I didn't believe that wholeheartedly for a long time. Sturch, I'm going to your side of things and thinking that this Arizona team has flaws. They are a team that is beatable with all that being said, they beat Arizona. I could see that season. And that's what I could see them finishing now. 13 and four is my lock in. Okay. I'll edit that part out. Cause you froze up for a second. I thought it was my internet. that stunk. You got to start paying some bills. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so 13 and four, you think that's going to be the way out. So basically you're saying the Dallas Cowboys will win out Aiden, your thoughts going into this one, uh, put a bow. What is this? 16 at this point. All right. I last week I predicted 350 yards and three touchdowns from Dak. I was about 130 yards and two touchdowns <laughs> short. But I'm going to go back to the well. I'm going to say he throws for 350 yards, two touchdowns this week because one touchdown is just an Ezekiel Elliott one yard run from in the Arizona right on the goal line. So I think he Dak has a solid game. He looks good again. And then I'm going with Tony. I think we surprise people, maybe not surprise people, but really have a statement game against Arizona where our defense completely shuts Kyler Murray down. And that's when everybody realizes 
yeah, this Cowboys defense, it's not just because they've been playing the Saints, the Giants, and Washington. This Cowboys defense is legit. I think Dak has another good game in that one. I think we'll win out. I At this point, I think maybe you rest your starters against Philly. I don't, it depends what seeding looks like. I think we finish at the two seed. I'm going to say 13 4, but I think if we do lose, it would be in, against the Eagles. It's incredible. Like, what, like, from where we were to where we are, guys. Last year, this time, we were sitting there waiting and getting excited to string over a win over the 49ers, in which we had no business being anywhere near anybody uh, at that time. And now, all of a sudden, we're here in 2021, and you guys are predicting 13 wins out of the Dallas Cowboys. Look, I'm on that train, okay? I think the Dallas Cowboys get it done this week. I think I would have to assume and hope that the offense gets it done this week as well. Um, as far as uh, the as far as uh, the win, getting this win here, putting up 34 points, um, 34 to 13. Um, it, it's it's to me. I think that Dak has to get it going. But more or less, I see a better, bigger game out of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. I, I would like to see the running game get going a little bit. We all know what the receivers are capable of doing, and maybe Cooper shells out because of the fact that he made some noise in the headlines today, right? So the Cowboys get the job done today. I think they match up well against the Cardinals. I've been calling for them to be frauds the entire season, and I think that that continues. They might lose this week, and they might lose next week in order for them to almost finish you know, maybe not even winning the NFC West, you know, considering how the Rams are doing. So it's it's crazy. The NFC West is absolutely crazy right now. I'm not worried about them. Let's worry about the Dallas Cowboys. I think they get that win, and I think they they beat up on Philly. I think Philly is a beatable team. I've watched what they did against Washington, the football team, where they couldn't separate themselves over that team. They just kind of two bad teams beating up each other on a Tuesday night. It was just bad. It's a bad look for the NFL too, um, and, and all the the we didn't touch on on this, but shout out to the Washington football team and their benches, by the way. Sick idea, bros. I, I don't know where you got it from, but good idea. Um, so I think the Cowboys can finish thirteen and four as well. So that at least gives the predictions for this week and a little bit beyond. Things can change because look, we could lose a couple guys to injury. They have the COVID situation all over the NFL, like things could shift around where we might not feel as confident going into Arizona or Philly for that matter. But for the most part, it seems to me that we're all on the same page. And we think we know what these Dallas Cowboys are capable of doing. So before we get out of here, I got to know just because it is Christmas, right? Everybody's listening to this on Christmas. Aiden, what is the greatest Christmas gift you've ever received in your life on Christmas day? So don't say like, Oh, I got it in September, but that was good enough to be Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Like what was the best Christmas gift you've ever received? Ooh, that's right tough. I think the best Christmas gift I ever received was I had, and it's so simple. It was just like a plastic goalpost, like NFL goalpost that you like fill the base up with water and it's about two feet tall. So as a kid, it's incredibly easy just to kick it through, but it came with like a pylon set. And so me and my friends would set up the pylons. We'd have like actual NFL games. We'd try and kick PATs. I love that. And that's my probably my favorite gift. That's it. Listen, he, Aiden is a man who doesn't need the, you know, luxurious things. Just give the kid a goalpost. And, and you know, he's, he's a happy camper. Tony, do you have one, bro? All right. That's good. Tony's back doing his. Tony, do you have a favorite Christmas gift? 
Yeah, I mean, I I had this electric scooter. I just remember coming down Christmas. It was back when I thought Santa was the real deal. You know what I mean? I didn't think he was a fraud. But uh, I come downstairs and there's this red scooter. It was electric, and I'm I was ripping it up and down the neighborhood. I thought I was, I thought it was the coolest dude on the block. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> All right, you got that. Um, I want to say mine was a um a bb gun rifle uh that my parents kept telling my eye out um oh wait that's that's not me that that's that's nah. <laughs> that's completely you not me that story i i was uh i actually never got any christmas gifts ever as a kid i was uh nobody ever actually ca- uh, cared uh about me no again once again kidding no i would have to say damn man there's there's a lot i got some great parents and great people in my life where they've just completely spoiled me um but if i had to think about one of the best gifts that I've gotten, it would have to be. Now, this was for Christmas. So two weeks prior to Christmas, I got tickets to a Cowboys game. You know what I mean? Like around that time. And then that, that to go to see the Cowboys, those, those gifts, just whether they win or lose, it's still a great experience. And I'm excited for you, Aiden, to get there uh, with your old man on Sunday. Those are the moments you can never, ever forget, because I'm telling you right now, bro, they it doesn't get any better than to watch your squad score a touchdown with with some of the biggest fans that you have and, and that's obviously your family so i would say cowboys yeah. tickets would have to be my the greatest gift i ever had and overall i mean i got some two beautiful kids at home so obviously though i again you oh you know they, they this one was born in july and this one was born over here like doesn't matter those kids you know everything i get for those kids uh, are is the greatest gift of all time so with that being said what do you got aiden I like how you set the rules of we couldn't do presents outside of December, and then you and then I broke, I broke that bad boy. I am, I am the rule. I, listen, if RJ gets to take over, uh, you know, at least the the roundtable podcast, I at least have to take over one, and I'm gonna take over, and make my own rules on this thing because I am the people <laughs> champ after all. There's a lot of people on Twitter that have come at me and said like, "Oh man, you know, you ganged up on Dave. Dave's a man of the people," and and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm giving you guys holiday cheer and good memories and and just things you can go into christmas dinner instead of talking you know garbage covid or politics or anything like that you could sit down at the dinner table on christmas night and say man that two minute warning podcast those guys are a bunch (laughs) of studs when it comes to cowboys media so of course we do want to wish you guys a very merry christmas from dave sturgeo aiden davis and of course tony catalina this has been another episode of the two minute warning podcast and hopefully by this time next week the dallas cowboys will be nfc east champions but do me a favor guys do me a solid favor this goes for both of you guys too okay there is a sacrilegious rule that you are not to break there will be no hats and no t-shirts do not buy anything about winning the nfc east okay do not do that if you're a cowboys fan listening to the sound of our voices do not be that guy do not order your hats and shirts. There are bigger prizes out there that we want, that we think could be something special. If nothing comes out of this season, go get it on discount. Okay, go get it on discount when they put it up for 10 bucks and it says 2021 the NFC's champions. Go for it. Get it. Whatever. But until we get this season has a bow on it, don't be buying any of that stuff. I made the big mistake back in, I think it was 2015, with my hockey team, I bought the New York Rangers Eastern Conference Championship T-shirt, and then they got smoked in the Stanley Cup Finals. So it's like I can't, I will never do it again. Uh, that was six years ago. Learn my lesson. Never again. Wait till they win the championship, and we'll go from there. So, again, with that being said, Merry Christmas to all, and we'll see you guys next week.